Hey guys, this is Samantha with Redefining Caregiving. I wonder if you can hear the plane overhead. There's lots of noises going around at our house. We've got dogs barking, so if you hear anything, I'm just at the house here. Hey, I had a test the other day and I thought I'd share it with you because you may not have heard about it. It's a test that I never heard of and I'm not sure why. Um, it's funny how we stick in, we get stuck in patterns and we just do what everyone else does, you know? Like, it, we get our teeth cleaned every six months. The dentist says, go in and get your teeth cleaned and x-rayed, you know, every year at least. And you're like, well, okay, I think I'll do that. Everyone else does that. Dentist says I should do that. And then you, you start doing all these things almost like on a routine basis. And then things change, like knowledge increases. We get more information, upgrades to technology. But then we still stay in the same old patterns, like... um you know, I, I didn't go to the dentist for like two or three years, which isn't like me because I'm a very pro-maintenance person, but I basically couldn't afford it as a single mom. I, I was just like, no, it's not happening. So I took really good care of my teeth. I, I like to use products with xylitol in them, and I never had a cavity. Uh, and they always said to me when I saw them, and when I went to the dentist, they'd say, wow, what are you doing? You know, your teeth and your gums look great. And it, it always seemed to me that it was from the xylitol. So there's ways to get around, you know, sticking with routines and schedules that other people put on you. You can be creative and do some things for yourself and improve your life so you don't have to do things on a regular basis to have everything in check. Now, I think you should with certain things like going to the dentist. But how often, right? We're not all the same people. We don't all have the same kind of teeth or health issues. So you have to kind of look into it for yourself. And that's with anything. You know, let's say you drive a car and they say you should get your gas, your oil change every six months or every 3,000 miles. That's the standard. But what if you have a high efficient vehicle that you don't need to do that with? You know, just know that you can actually not have to do everything according to the book, you know, and that can help you as a caregiver to lighten your load. I'm not saying throw all, all the routines and schedules out the window, of course. I'm just saying that you, here's an example of this, okay? I, this is what brought me to this this podcast was go, not going to the dentist, but it was basically uh, I have I had a colonoscopy. I hit fifty years of age, and everyone said you got to get a colonoscopy. So I did, and it was um, a little abnormal. There was a cyst in there, like a sixteen millimeter cyst, and they had to remove it. And they said, "Hey, you need to come back every year." And I said. What for? You took it out. Well, the, the way that we took it out, you know, it can actually grow back as we had to cut it up and do different things. I'm like, okay, too much information. Just tell me when to come back. And I started doing that thing again. So I went back after a year and had another colonoscopy. And I was like, this is really a lot of money being put towards, you know, follow-up or preventative. Is this really necessary? But no one ever told me about this other test that I'm going to tell you about today. And you're going to be so happy when you hear about it because you may not have to have any more colonoscopies. You can have this easier test, save you time and money. You don't have to go to the doctor to get a referral. You could basically call your doctor and say, time for my colonoscopy this year, but I'd rather have this test, and I'm going to tell you about it in a minute. Okay, so I had my second colonoscopy, and they said, okay, now you're fine. You can come back in two years. I'm like, how do you measure this? Like, <laughs> Two years, it was first, it was five, 50 years of age, and every 10 years, and it was one year, and then two years. I was, I was like, wait, why? So I go to the doctor again because um, I'm still having issues with my gut, which I will, will have for a while. It's just an ongoing thing I've had. And the gastroenterologist said to me, is it time for your colonoscopy? <laughs> and I said, I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. You're the doctor. <laughs> she says, let's just book one. I'm like, oh, yeah, it sounds like fun. 
let's do that again. So I said, here, here's this prescription for a whole gallon of stuff that's going to be like roto-rooter to your gut and your all your bacteria. And your... I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You want me to drink that drink again? I remember now what that did is probably created the problems I'm having in my stomach now. Because now I know what happens when you don't take care of your stomach and feed it good bacteria and you don't take things like antacids and things that strip your, your stomach of the acids in there that you need. And then you can start eating the acid can eat holes in your stomach so you get leaky gut. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's just put a plug in this for a second and think about how illogical that is for me. Because I had just told her I went and had... um a stool sample, I had testing on my stool for microbiome, which is basically the gut flora and the health of my gut. And I, I showed her the results and she's like, I don't even know how to read this. And I'm going, yeah, you're a doctor. You should be able to read this, but she doesn't know. As a gastrointestinal doctor, she didn't even know how to read what some other doctor's supposed to read, I guess. So I'm like, okay, I just assumed since you're diagnosing me with Crohn's disease and uh, making all these assumptions about my health, you might want to know what's in there. She didn't know. She goes, no, I'm just going to schedule you for a colonoscopy. I'm going to write a prescription for that big jug of liquid that you get to take. And I said, no, 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 let's back up again. What does that stuff do? And she says, oh, it cleans out your gut and your bowels. So everything's squeaky clean when we go in there to look at things. And I'm like, that sounds like you're basically getting rid of all the good bacteria that keeps my stomach healthy. I've been taking probiotics. I've been paying good money for some very expensive supplements to get my flora and my gut health back to somewhat healthy, and I'm feeling better. You want to give me that just to check out my colon? And she's like, yeah. So isn't it funny how I put that energy out there? I questioned it. So I made the appointment and went home, and I, I started really meditating on it. And sure enough, I canceled the appointment. I said, I don't feel comfortable with that. I'm going to take a chance. Okay, you already removed the cyst. It wasn't even cancerous. I'm not going to think there's something there when there's not. I don't have any symptoms. I don't have acid reflux or any of that stuff you talk about. She's like, okay. And then I thought, oh my God, what if there is? I start thinking, what if there is something in there? And you know, you can psych yourself out. Just don't do it, guys. Just do not do it. Unless you have symptoms or something, then I'm not saying you shouldn't have a colonoscopy. I'm just saying, surprise, there's a new way to do it. And I found out what it is by looking online. And oh, no, no, I went to my naturopathic doctor and she said, hey, why don't you get a fit test? And I said, what's a fit test? She goes, well, it's a, it's what you do to measure the like the blood. I think it is in the small col in the small intestine. If there's any blood, it's indicate indicative of um, colon cancer. And I said, ooh, she goes, yeah, colon cancer is on the rise. So you don't want to skip a colonoscopy. Uh, but if you're going to, instead, you can do the FIT test. It's probably even a better test to do first. And I was like, give me information. So I went online and looked it up. And sure enough, it's a FIT. It's called a FIT test, F-I-T. And here's what it stands for. It says, um, okay, wait a minute. I'm going to look at the insert here. So colorectal cancer is the second leading cause of cancer-related deaths in the United States among men and women. When detected early, it is very treatable. And if it is detected late, it may kill you. Okay. They like to scare you, don't they? So what is colorectal cancer? Okay, we already know what that is, kind of. You can look that up. But basically, the FIT test is... Here's, here's the thing I really want to read to you. It says, what is the recommended testing for colorectal cancer? And I love the truth in this because doctors don't even tell you that there's really no evidence that you can 
that here it says according to the US Preventative Services Task Force I mean there's the US Preventative Services Task Force they are the people who help you prevent disease and um we found no trials and evaluated the yeah here we go again I keep stopping because I'm reading stuff and I'm getting amazed every time we found no trials at all that evaluate the efficacy of screening colonoscopy to reduce CRC and or mortality so in other words, the people who say, let's get this preventative stuff going. Let's say we should go in there with a scope and look around. Even though we have no trials at all to evaluate whether it's going to help you find it or not. So they're in there looking for what? <laughs> if it's not going to help, what are they doing in there? I mean, why would they want to do that kind of a procedure to begin with if they don't even have any evidence that it's going to do anything but give them money in their pockets? Maybe that's it. So here's what it says, FITS, F-I-T-S, Fecal Im immune, Immunochemical Test. I can't have, I should put my glasses on. <laughs> Are preferable to G-F-O-B-T, and that's another test. Two tests, OC-LIGHT and OC-FIT, check, had relatively high sensitivity and specifically, um, and our FDA cleared test, positive FITS, should be followed with the colonoscopy. So here she was going to give me, you know, this Roto-Rooter cleansing Drano stuff for my gut, set me back to zero and poor health again, because she doesn't know. This is what I mean about Western medicine. They have a place, but they don't have a place that is at the front and the forefront and 100% say, and they shouldn't be the ones doing it, because they only play a role. If I need a colonoscopy, I'll come get a colonoscopy. She didn't tell me about this fit test. So here, here's what I'm trying to teach you. Be informed as a patient. You have your own health to take care of. Your doctor's not going to know or care as much as you, and they may not even be informed. Like most of them haven't my whole life. I've been the one saying, could I have this? Could I have that? Looks to me like I might have this. And they'd be like, oh, no, you don't have that. And then I come back. They say, guess what? You have that. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm not a doctor, but I feel like one. And now my doctors are telling me I should be a doctor. So I'm not a doctor. Just so you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm an educated person who's been through a lot. And I just now learned a new thing I wanted to share with you today. So you don't have to go get that colonoscopy. Maybe you first need to get the FIT test. So ask your doctor about the FIT test. And no, I am not sponsored by them. They're not paying me. I just have this little brochure I got. And I had the test. And it was negative. So now I can just... Maybe do another test in a couple years if I feel like it. Isn't it funny? We get caught up in these patterns. Do this because so-and-so said that. Do this because so-and-so said that. I'm like, you know what? There's a lot of ways that this can relate to our lives right now. Like so many people are telling us what to do with our medical choices. But first you need to have trust in who's saying it. So this doctor was a new doctor to me. The other doctor wasn't. But neither one of them I had built any trust because I didn't know until after that I couldn't trust them. I had to spend time with them and that is money. So you need to do research before you go see a doctor if you want to gain trust with them. So just remember that with every area of your life, if you're gonna do anything, don't just do it because someone said to do it. Don't take a procedure, don't take a pill, don't take a vaccine, don't do anything unless you do the research yourself. The information's out there if you really wanna find it. I found it because I opened up my mouth and asked questions. I went to my doctor and said, what is it? How do I get, how do I, no, I was sharing information with my doctor. 
And she said, well, if you don't want a colonoscopy, she opened up doors for me to do something different. So don't just keep to yourself, you know, share what you have questions about with other people. That is the best way that you'll get open doors. And also, when people tell you what to do with your health, just just remember, the key is, do you trust them? Are they trustworthy? Are they reliable? Are they able? Are they confident? Do you see a pattern in them? They're making good choices. Then, hey, by all means, follow in their footsteps. I always say, if you want to be where you want to be, follow someone who succeeded right there and you'll land right where they are. Pretty, pretty close anyway. Make it your own. And also, don't forget to include yourself in the care you give. You give. Also, I'm going to 12 minutes now. It's not so bad, but uh, just remember to include yourself in the care you give by being informed and asking questions and knowing who you can trust. You'll save yourself a lot of heartache. Okay, have a great day, guys. Bye-bye.